she hates this story, and oh. it's it's really funny. Um, but so at the time, I had a girlfriend, and of course, when you break up, and I was like uh, 20 years old. Oh, honey. Welcome to the Oh Honey Podcast, where you get the sticky and the sweet with Summer and Amanda and Nick, Nick Bateman. Woo! 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 Thank you guys for having me. No, thank Thanks you for, for coming, coming uh, all no, this way. No clue what we're going to talk about, <laughs> but I know, 20 minutes, but yeah. uh, it should be fun. And so Nick is a model. He also got your claim to th fame through Instagram, right? Kind That's of. how you built your audience. Yeah. I. Mm -hmm. Did, uh, I was that generic guy who was posting shirtless selfies with his dog. But the early ones. One of the first. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I found out the algorithm of, hmm, if I don't post a picture of food and I post a picture of me and my dog with my shirt off or me traveling, it kind of uh, snowballs and the <laughs> algorithm works. And <laughs> yeah. uh, it doesn't work anymore, but at least it did what it did. Yeah. So, well, yeah. now you're posting your baby yeah. and wifey and yeah. all that stuff. So that's... So Mm-hmm. Your oh. baby is so cute. Oh, I have got to bring him by. He's, he is so amazing. Um, he was planned, obviously, and I just, I'm, I never want to do anything. Every time I leave my house to go on, like, a boy's trip or something, I, like, look around, I'm like, what am I doing here? I yeah. need to be home with my kid. So I really see what people mean when they're like, your kid becomes everything. You just become obsessed. Um, mm -hmm. I'm also lucky because he's not a, a nightmare. Like, I was a nightmare child. I yeah. literally cried all the time, colic, and he sleeps for the night. He's just smiling. He's just, oh. He's awesome. Perfect baby. Per yeah, I know everyone says that, but like he's pretty damn close. But okay, so you started with Instagram, kind of gave you like a following, but before that, you've always been doing modeling and you've been with like agencies in Miami. Yeah, like modeling was kind of my first thing that put me into the world of entertainment. Before that, my mm -hmm. thing was martial arts. I, you know, started karate when I was four years old, wanted to be a Ninja Turtle, uh, started competing. Wanted to be a Ninja Turtle. Literally, yeah. that was my totally. thing. Have you seen this Bo Staff stuff? Um, so BOSAP is a weapon that I was very passionate about, still am, but yeah. um, I competed internationally when I was like 12, uh, sorry, regionally, internationally when I was like 15, won my first world title at 17, that was my thing, my passion, um, opened my own karate school, uh, had that for about three years and I loved it, I loved teaching kids, it was still to this day probably my favorite thing I did, but I learned real fast that you can't make money from it if it's your passion because kids come in and the parents are like, oh we can't afford it this month and I'm just like, yeah I don't care, Like I, I love oh. teaching your kids. So. If you want to be making money in that profession, you've got to like have 400 students and one instructor and 400 students just doesn't make sense. Right. You can't teach everyone and it's just the quality drops. So uh, when the recession hit, I lost my karate school and that's when I started focusing on modeling. Wasn't really my favorite thing to do because I like things that I can train towards. And with modeling, once you kind of know your angles, um, <laughs> you know, you, you, just you, yeah. it. you just get on set. You're like, obviously, yeah. I wasn't good right away because repetition and anything is how you get good. But you do enough photo shoots and you learn it, you're done. It's just like you get on set, you're professional, you get the shot, you're out. Um, and I just kind of got a little bored with that. But I was very lucky to work with people I did. I got to do like Abercrombie Fitch campaign. I met Calvin Klein. That's how I started. It was a really funny story. Um, I was doing ESPN International in Miami for um, martial arts, and they brought 10 of the best world champions for weapons to compete against each other. And I did that. And while I was there, there was a Model Universe contest going on at the same time. And I was like, I don't want to do it. I'm not a model. And if you saw what I look like, you would die laughing. If I'll send you guys a clip, and you can pop it up on the screen somewhere yeah. right now. <laughs> but I look like a hedgehog. There's a, a, hedgehog. a, I swear to God, there's a boy band in Canada called B44. 
and <laughs> they were known for spiking every single piece of oh, your hair. Oh, I've seen this that picture. picture. Yeah. And so I would wear puka shells and I'd wear this so, hair. Oh my gosh. And uh, I remember doing this and looking back now, like, what did they see in me? I looked like, I, I just, I, I would have been like, this kid looks ridiculous. There's no way he's got a chance in any part of modeling. They saw through it. Uh, I, I guess so. Uh, so I met Calvin Klein and uh, that's kind of how I started. But uh, then that led into acting and, you know, I've always been like an entrepreneur at heart. Uh, when I first moved to LA, I owned a modeling agency for about a year and a half. So it's just, you know, I always like being an entrepreneur. I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know you had a modeling agency. Well, it kind of coincided with this Instagram because I realized real quick that, um, you know, I could help other guys grow their following. And when I did that, I gave them jobs through social media and I opened an agency called Rogue Management for a couple of years. And, uh, cool name. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah. I liked it because it was rogue. I was kind of rebelling against the modeling um, world because mm -hmm. I didn't like, like... Take on the hedgehogs. I just don't like how <laughs> agencies treat models. Yeah. It, oh, it yeah. really bothers me that these agencies would always tell me not to talk to the client, not to be business savvy, and they really try to hinder you from having any type of business sense. They want to control everything for you. So if you do that your whole career as a female or a male model by the time you're like 30 or something and they're done with you you know nothing mm -hmm. and you right. don't have any connections and you, and you don't like all this hard work that you, so mm -hmm. i i called it rogue because when i had my clients i worked with and the people i represented i wanted i worked for the people i represented i want them to be smart i wanted them to talk to the client i wanted them Educate to build, them through yeah the like build relationships yeah. like teach them how to you know work it for themselves um but i learned real fast that the fashion industry doesn't work that way mm -hmm. so a little bit old school well just they people don't like you know the, the you know and they're cutthroat you know they don't want to see a new agency succeed and you know it just it's it's a fickle industry so i decided to uh, get out of it but being an mm -hmm. entrepreneur that's how Part you succeed in life you, you you start companies and they fail and you learn from your failures mm -hmm. so 100 percent. yeah and any like i was i, I like was signed with um, Wilhelmina for like a second. I never even did anything with them. Like, I don't even know why I did it. But they wanted me to cut my hair and I went in. They're like, okay, you have to scrub off your fake tan. I was like, like this, this, this is my real. I was like, I was like, like, okay, you're gonna have to get rid of that tan. I was like, okay, that's gonna hurt. Like, yeah. how do I get rid of it? Do I like take off my skin? Oh, and they wanted me to cut my hair to this. I was like, it's literally what they like, do. Out of here. They like, do you want everyone to look the same? Like, they told me to lose weight. Literally, I was like, because I'm a martial artist and I had muscles, they're like, you, like, can you lose weight? Can you fit mm. into like a 30? I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, can you stay out of the sun? I'm like, no. Yeah. I'm like, well, you want me to look like this malnourished, pale kid? Like, yeah. So I, that's another thing that made me mad is telling people not to be themselves. Mm. Ah. I feel like it's changing now, though. Oh, it's completely changed, which yeah. is amazing. Like, you see models on the runway that look like everyday people, like real people. Yeah. And then, so it's definitely gotten better. Well, I think social media has changed that because, back, you know, back in the day, they were having people who are creative directors picking these models and kind of deciding what was best for the fashion world, where now, Mm -hmm. They're seeing through social media that, you know, people who are commercial looking and healthy and, and you know, fitness, like this type of stuff is more lucrative mm -hmm. and that's what people want. They don't yeah. want to see these malnourished, you mm -hmm. know, no offense to the people they're picking, but, you know, uh, people who are healthy work hard to be healthy. Mm -hmm. So I, I like that, that mm -hmm. people want to have yeah. that now. So to me, when they're like, oh, you need to get skinny or you need to do this, it's like, well, if the girl's got muscle and she's healthy and she's got a tan or whatever, like... 
let her be who she is because that's yeah. the stronger representation to me right. anyway. Yeah. So. One of the things that got you to where you are now, because mm -hmm. you also do a lot of acting and yep. you're very good. You put on like your own projects too, your yeah. own productions, which is a lot of work yep. and people don't understand the work that goes into it. Yeah. It's, uh, acting has been a passion of mine for a while. Um, I have a long way to go. I uh, relate it to martial arts a lot. So like I said before, anything that you're gonna get good at comes with repetition. Mm -hmm. So I have to just repetitiously be doing projects to get to where I wanna be. I'm not where I wanna be yet. I think I'm a good actor, I, great, I will be, but I'm, I don't feel I'm there yet. But mm -hmm. you know, like I said, it's all a learning curve. So yeah, I'm working on projects now. I have a movie called The Perception. Um, I did it with a team here in Hollywood um, called Scissor Films and they're just amazing. So I'm very lucky to be working with them. But yeah, the, uh, I'm working on another film with them now called The Last Exit, which is gonna be right up Eli Roth's aisle. Um, oh, cool. It's kind of like, Taken meets The Breakdown with Kurt Russell from 1997 meets Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, so you love that movie. <laughs> I just, I, I'm a horror geek. I yeah. just, I love horror films. I love all those like gory, over the top stuff. Like I remember when we were collaborating once, we were doing that Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Oh my gosh! And yeah. I wanted to have some like really cool like arm breaks and stuff. Yeah. And the man is like, we shouldn't have you like kicking my ass. I'm like, well, no, you're a strong woman. In, like you're a secret agent. We're fighting. I'm like, but people might perceive it with. <laughs> like, yeah. So we had a whole discussion yeah. about the creatives, but I got yeah. shut down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I like I like Family Guy humor where it's like over the top and you're just like, did they did go there? Yeah. Did that just I like I love that stuff. But, yeah. So. I feel like always with that stuff too. Like once you start making that your genre yeah. and people what like they expect that from you. Yeah. If you just like if I have content that's like you know comedic, yeah. you know, and then all of a sudden I'm just like doing all this crazy stuff in the content that can like no, make but people feel. No, but I get feel... why you didn't, because you, you can't, because your, your demographic is a lot younger people who are impressionable and you're trying mm -hmm. to set a good example for them, which I admire. Um, so yeah, it's, but uh, Wait, well, you don't want to like a twelve-year-old <laughs> seeing a guy yeah. breaking a girl's arm, and I but get that's that. That's the thing, though, with like all of our, like my biggest demographic is eighteen to twenty-four. So mm -hmm. I think they can like handle it, but oh, I know like, you got everyone. I'm just saying you yeah. do have a chunk that's younger, yeah. and I know you appreciate being respectful of what they're seeing. So. Yeah, but I mean, I would. But then again, I would do a movie that was like if it was like a fully scripted movie, like yeah. going out and like you know a big production with the whole like storyline behind it. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't just like a one-off content for me. Then, no, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Then I would totally be about it. Okay. Good to know, good to know. Yeah. Keep, keep you in mind. Yeah. She's like, she's like, don't chat me out. Yeah, don't, don't X me out so fast. Like, jeez. Well, I, I, I found out this is about relationships yeah. uh, pretty much as I was driving here. Um, so yeah, it's, she hates this story and oh. it's, it's really funny. Um, but so at the time I had a girlfriend and of course when you break up and I was like uh, 20 years old, I was literally just like, Forget this, who's she talking to now? So I went on the guy's page of my ex-girlfriend at mm. the time who, you know, she was talking to and I saw this guy and I'm clicking through his things like, the hell's this dude? And I see a picture of a girl on his page and I'm like, who's that? So I clicked on her profile on Facebook and I'm like, oh, she's kind of cute. So I sent her this wink face on Facebook. Just in the moment, you know. Was it like a revenge message? It almost? wasn't a revenge message, just like, oh, well, let's try and 
get the guy, the girl who's hanging out with this guy just to be a dead. Yeah, kind so of like, yeah. Yeah. like yeah, so we have revenge. Uh, yeah, that's you know, why she hates the story. No, no, no. This is this isn't the part she hates. I'll get to it. It gets oh, even worse. Oh, oh. Um, so literally, I met. She, she likes this part. It's funny for her. But so I messaged her this <laughs> wink face, and she reads it and goes, "Do I know you?" And I'm like, "Oh, uh, this is awkward." So I just deleted yeah. everything. I just I didn't respond. I didn't Go- say, "Oh yeah." Just ghosted. I just ghosted. I was just like, "Forget this." <laughs> Through delete- a winky face DM. DM. She like, do- can I take that back? <laughs> yeah, literally. Do I know you? I deleted it all. I'm like, "Oh, I'm out of here." Um, so literally, about three weeks after I sent this winky face, my friend calls me up. I'm in my pajamas at home. Uh, mm-hmm. And he's like, it's my sister. Penguin pajamas for our exactly listeners out there. Exactly these ones. I brought yeah. it just on, just on the whim. Um, <laughs> he's like, hey, it's my sister's birthday. Uh, let's go to the bar. And I'm like, dude, I'm not going out. I'm at home in my pajamas. And he's mm-hmm. like, you know those friends? I'm in your driveway. I'm like, he's sitting in my driveway. I'm like, oh my God. So I'm just like, all right. So I threw on some clothes. Mm-hmm. I got in his car and we went to the bar in Burlington, Ontario, Canada, the small town where I'm from. Mm-hmm. And I get to the bar and he's like, I gotta go pee real quick, wait here. So I'm waiting at the front of the bar, and who walks in but my current fiance, uh, Maria. She walks in and she looks at me, and I'm like, oh shit, that's the girl I sent the winky face to. No, don't notice me, don't notice me, don't notice me. Walks right up to me and goes, yeah. Do I know you? Didn't, did you send me a winky face? And mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh, yeah, yeah, that was me. Did you wink at her? Uh, <laughs> I didn't wink at her. <laughs> yeah, it was me. Uh, it was, wink. Uh, um, <laughs> so we started shooting the shit and talking and she ended up being cool and everything and uh, finally I was like oh listen I gotta go hang out with my friend it's his sister's birthday I came with him I just can't see him talk to you all night I'm sorry but I'll come say bye to you so I uh, oh so you pulled like a like I'll get back to you like I'm really busy I, but... well I technically had to but it worked as it, like a cool guy thing like yo I gotta go I'll be yeah, back super busy man um, over here so I friend. I went and hung out with him for a bit and he's like I gotta go, like we, we're done. And I'm like, okay, let me go say bye to this girl that I met. So I walk up and I notice she's completely hammered, like no. just wasted. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh shit. Is this the part she hates? <laughs> she hates this part so much. And uh, Turns. so, so I, I, I go up to her and I'm like, hey, uh, I almost did turn away and just walk away and be like, forget it. But I walked up to her, I'm like, hey, I just wanna say bye, it was nice to meet you. And she grabs my hand, she's like, come dance with me and pulls me in the middle of her circle of all her friends and you know how girls are yeah like, i felt Woo! like i was being no no no. i felt like i was being pulled into a den of lions all the girls were like oh wasn't it like group? like who is this guy like they, yeah. they every girl was staring me down like who are you were they sober uh yeah a- i think that some of them were so because she's yeah. got like friends who are really protective friends yeah. who are like she's like the party one like yeah, Woo! yeah she's like yeah. yeah so she was like that and i'm sitting there thinking what did i get myself into so i'm saying bye and she's like no, no, no i'll drive you home i'm like you gonna drive me home? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm like, so I take care of you. I'm like, Both you, of you and your egos at this point it, too. It was it's so like, funny. I'm like, you're not driving anyone home. She's like, no, I got a car. I'll drive you home. I prom-. I'm like, no, I'm like literally leaving now. My my ride is leaving. I like, you can't drive me home. You're. She's like, no, no, no. You know what? This is what I say to people when I never want to speak to them again. And I'm like, I swear to God, I'm not. I'm not trying to be a dick. I'm like, my friend's actually leaving. And she's like, Pinky, swear to me. We'll mm-hmm. hang out again. And I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> so I pinky swore yeah. her. I hang out with her again. And uh, I saved her ass because 
at that point, if she didn't do that, I was like, I'm never hanging out with this girl again. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but Pinky swore. I Pinky swore, Man so I felt obliged. Um, and it's Pinky. So yeah, uh, but I. That's, that's a real contract. Uh huh. Summer lives by it. She's yeah. like, are we doing this podcast? Pinky swear. All right. Well, well I know for it, sure. It, it literally saved it, and I'm very thankful that she made me Pinky swear her because. Uh, I ended up going on a date with her about two weeks after, and she got blacked out again. You know, she her she, her family's Irish and English, so she's uh, grown up with a very you know social family who loves to have a good drink. So, mm-hmm. but uh, no, I took her to a place called Hutch's, uh, where we had ice cream, and I skipped rocks and I sucked at it. I didn't. I was trying to show off, and I'm like, oh, okay, no, yeah. it's not good. Um, that was this chair. <laughs> Is that the, like the fifth time that's happened? No, oh, first, okay. but I was helping you out. Oh, thank you. Well, we have a lot of audio. They, 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 they can think it's a fart, it's all right. Um, but yeah, ever since then, it, it was, it's, it's been great. The, the other one funny thing, she'll keep hating me for saying this, but I went onto her Facebook the night after and I saw that she had like 25 albums and like 14 of them were her like partying with her girlfriends. And I, so much evidence. I, I was like, I'm not trying to be rude, but I just don't, like, I'm not into this whole party scene kind of a thing. Like, you seem like a nice girl. And then uh, I went back on an hour later, and she had six albums. Oh, she, she, she deleted, <laughs> like, 17 albums. No, the great thing about Facebook is you don't have to delete them. You can just put them private. Yeah. yeah. Back then, I don't think you could. Because think, think about that. Oh, she probably, how long ago was this? She just, this was, so many memories. Just 10, this was 11 years ago. Oh, fuck. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was... But the thing is, yeah, you th- said that, but you were going out, too. <laughs> I got forced to well, go he out. he didn't want to go. His friend oh, okay. was in the driveway. So you weren't partying? No. I literally, when I was back, when I was in my 20s, I was so focused on martial arts that I didn't really drink or do anything that much. It wasn't really till I came, till I stopped. You know, I lived in Miami for a little and lived in New York that mm-hmm. like what if you're modeling in these cities what else is there to do right like I'm not gonna stay in a model apartment and then all the guys are like yo let's go out and yeah. I'm like eh, yeah I'm just gonna sit here in this bunk bed like yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know uh, so that's kind of what got me into you know I don't do it anymore now because I have a kid which is great but. yeah Chase I want to have a baby now <laughs> and name him Chase name him Chase how oh. did you come up with that name I don't know. I just always loved the name Chase. I, to be honest, I think one of my first times I really liked heard the name and liked it was from Entourage, like Vincent Chase. Oh yeah. Like Vinny Chase. I was just like, oh, I like that name. Does Chase. he have a middle name? Uh, John. Yeah. Chase John. So Chase John Bateman. John why? Uh, that's my fiance's dad's name. Oh. So just to kind of like pay homage to him, crazy uh, big John. He's crazy. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's crazy. He's, he is. He's he's from Belfast, and uh, I can't keep up with him. Every time he comes to my house to visit, I actually get a little scared. Yeah. Because he's like, hey, are we gonna drink or not? And I'm like, really? so I, I always tell him like, I'll drink the first day with you, John. And that's it. And then he just, you, can, you know, when he's at home, he's working hard. But when he goes on vacation, this guy, I, I honestly yeah. told him if we built a house out of the beer cans that he drinks, we could probably build the entire city at this point. <laughs> mm-hmm. Whole village. So, literally. So he can, uh, he can You should. Drink. You should, like, so. make some cool, like, art with Some it. art with John's uh, yeah. empties. Another entrepreneurial business. That's that's nice. Family nice. business. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want more kids or are you good for one? Uh, no, I want, uh, I, I want one more for sure. And, boy. Um, aiming for a girl. Um, mm-hmm. I'll tell you guys the name behind the scenes, but I'm not going to say it on here because I don't want people to take it. Oh, I've no. already done that on here, and people are for sure going to steal them. So you're going to steal them? Yeah, mm-hmm. I, 
I don't know. It's just because I said, like, the first name that I had for a girl was um, Aria. Mm. And then after, literally uh, we told the friend, and then they had a baby, and they named her Aria. I'm like... Sorry to break it to you guys, but most names have been used. Okay, but not by your friends. <laughs> but not by your friends. That's what I'm saying. You don't want it to... Like, if your friend, like if some, one of your friends right. had a baby, and it's a name, you're like, oh, I can't name my baby. Yeah, like, no, my mom's friends would name... Because my siblings are Skylin. Bronson and then me, Summer, and then Savannah, and they're all kind of like Bronson's pretty unique name, yeah. Skyland's pretty unique. Other people would start. My mom would get so pissed. She's like, Yeah, I named mine. Like Skyland. my dad's employees would like start naming their kids like after us. We're like, That's like when I was little and I used to order like the honey mustard, and my sister started ordering the honey mustard. You're like, and I'm like, That's my thing. It's like Step Brothers with the fancy sauce. It's my yeah. fancy sauce. <gasps> oh my gosh, Make your own That's fancy exactly. sauce. Yes, I love Step Brothers. I never clicked. Hmm. No, it yeah. <laughs> I didn't like it the first time I watched it. What? Uh, well, it was, a, it was a weird circumstance. I was running a karate summer camp and I didn't realize what the movie entailed. And I brought a bunch of kids and we were late for the movie. So we just rushed in and we sat down to balls on a drum set. Oh, yeah, I'm see, like, this is why the karate school <laughs> didn't work. No, no, that was the karate camp. <laughs> Actually, we, we, me and my friend uh, who I've known since we were five, Really funny, we did a, a karate summer camp called Shocked, mm -hmm. and we did so many illegal things at this karate camp. Like, Let's we, talk about them. We, we literally told these kids that uh, what happens at Shock Camp stays at Shocked Camp, and that was like the motto. Where it could we were also like, sound very like. Well, again, we were 20 years old. We were all, every single person running the camp was a world champion. So these parents, like we would charge like $100 an hour for private lessons. And as like a 20 year old kid, that's pretty good in, in your profession. Mm -hmm. And we'd have people lined up to do this. So when we said we were doing a summer camp to teach these kids how to do like bow staff and anything that we could do, these parents like jumped on it because it was rare to have these kids train with us. But when yeah. they came, you know, we're a bunch of 20 year olds, so we would literally leave the oldest kid to watch the kids and we'd go out at night to the bar and we'd party and we'd come back completely drunk. And then one of the instructors from New Jersey ended up buying a bunch of alcohol and he, he hid it in his bag. And one night we came back and the kids got into the alcohol and we're just like... <laughs> like they're like rats or something. Literally, literally. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh my God. So, so, <laughs> uh, yeah. and we were mischievous and so we'd do oh like prank gosh. calls and stuff. So we had, we showed these kids like one of our like classic prank calls. And every time we leave at night, these kids kept prank calling the uh, convenience store to, like that was below them. And they called the cops because these kids were like going overboard with these. Pre but literally, I won't go into more detail because there's some more stuff. But it, it was, it was pretty funny. So it was funny. The first year we had uh, 15 kids, and then since these kids loved it so much because it was so crazy. It's like the party summer camp. Literally, the next year we had 50 kids in our camp. That's <laughs> so. great strategy you got there. Get wow. the kids linked. Yeah. If my kid ever came home and they told me, "Hey, mom, at summer camp, they told me." What happens at summer camp stays at summer well, these camp. Are karate like, kids. what type of <laughs> teachers? <laughs> what are they doing? Well, these are karate kids, so they're so loyal. So, like, when you're in karate, uh, you respect your sensei. So we're, we're yeah, sensei. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. if we tell them, like, we didn't do anything salacious. It was just like when you're in karate. Like, I remember when I was doing karate tournaments. I was drinking when I was like 13. Like, I was. Dead. No, my mind wouldn't go to drinking though. My mind would be like sexual things that. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> just like Is that message. I'd be like, oh my gosh. Boy? No, no, no. Uh, no, it was mainly, uh, th there was girls and boys in the camp, but there was like ages like five to like 17. Um, but no, the, the kids I, I know slept. you didn't do that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but the, the kids slept on the karate school floor. Uh, yeah. So it was just like, it was really, 
old school. Um, but you know, mm. a bunch of 20 year olds trying to, you know, run a car. It was fun. It was funny. Yeah. You guys have 17 year olds. If you're 20 and they're 17, it's pretty much so similar in age. It's like, yeah. But when you're like doing martial arts in that world yeah, and you're different. like a world champion and you're like, cause the thing is they relate it to more, not age, but like how long you've been doing it. Yeah. Since I've been doing it since I was four at that time, I've been doing martial arts for 16 years old, uh, 16 mm -hmm. years. I'd had like world titles. So even when I taught karate, I'd have, it was weird for me cause I'd be 18, 17 teaching karate class and I'd have high school teachers come in and bow to me and be like, sensei, thank you so much. And then I go to school and I'd ask to go to the bathroom and the teacher would be like, no, sit down. And I'd be like, mm. excuse me? I'm like, <laughs> if I have to piss, I'm going for a piss. And mm. I just walk out. Cause I like, to me, I'm like a respect, I, I'm all, like martial arts teaches you all about respect. So mm. I would respect a white belt or this or that or elderly the same way, but I expect you know, a general amount of respect back. So when I go to school, I'd be so thrown off because I'm used to these high school teachers bowing to me and being thanked for me teaching them where I go mm -hmm. to school, where they teach me. I'm respectful, but they're not respectful back. I'm like, like let me piss, motherfucker. <laughs> Pretty much. Well, we have this thing that we do called the honey pot, and this is where our honeybees write in their diary entries and we give them advice. Okay. So, AKA, you too. <laughs> so I'll do the first one. Tell me you get it? Or? Yeah. You do a second. I had it for like two seconds. I just want to be dramatic. Do I get one? Uh, no. You can read mine if you want. Oh, he can read it. Oh, that's good. Yeah, so, we've never done this before. So, don't, so the, this is from a viewer, and yep. so you read it and you give them advice. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. But you, usually we read it, but look, you can read it. Yeah. Okay. This is a great new thing. Here we go. We can start it off with, oh, honey. Oh, honey. Fan question two. Hi. My name is Nathan. I have a question. I got out of a relationship a few months ago. After she broke up with me, I thought she was the best and I loved her, but she told me she never felt the same. I'm only in high school, but I wish I could find the one. I want true love, but I don't know how to find that special someone in life because I have no car. I'm only 15 in a small town. Didn't he say 16? Only 15 in a small town. Do you believe in true love? How do I find the one? He has no car, mm -hmm. so it seems like he's not going to find true love. <laughs> I can't find your love. I don't have a car. Well, at that age, at that age, those sixteen-year-old girls want to go out with a car, right? So you're like, that's like, I get where he's coming from. That happened to me. I got get a bike. I got kicked out by a guy with a car. I remember I was dating a girl, and I was like, hey, let's hang out. She's like, oh, I'm hanging with this dude. I'm like, oh, a guy with the car. It's very valuable, but nowadays there's Uber and all that stuff. So maybe just like get a job, save up for some Uber money, which is cheaper than a car. My advice would be to, first off, it's going to be really hard, for Nathan, for you to find true love at age 15. Anyone you think you're in love with will probably end up not being the person, maybe, if it is, you're lucky. Um, but I would say be the nice asshole. Treat a girl like a princess, but if she steps out of line, stand your ground, because a girl doesn't like a guy who's a pushover. There it is. <laughs> Me and Amanda are like, are you yeah. right? <laughs> it's true, can't deny that. Yeah, but what does he do about the car? The car? Uh, well, she's like, yeah, take me on a date. Find a girl with a car. Ooh. Yeah, Literally, I didn't way. get my license, Nathan, until I was 22. Really? Yeah, and my girl had the car. <laughs> so she was my chauffeur. She drove me everywhere. That's like another, like, she's your sugar mama. Uh, yeah. She's your chauffeur mama. Uh, yeah. She was my chauffeur mama. I literally didn't have a car, um, and she drove me. So Nathan, the moral of the story is find a girl with a car. Find yourself an older woman that doesn't just, if he's 15, I mean, he's so got a permit only. Yeah. yeah. True. I thought he said he, did he say, did he change We're not his sure age? what his age is. It went from 
Okay, no, it's 15. No, it's been 15. <laughs> okay, Nancy, you want to lie? Are we good here? <laughs> well, because in Florida, you get your permit at 15. Same with Colorado. Yeah. But don't and you have to drive with another human being? Yeah, an adult. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so don't go that much older, Nathan. <laughs> don't find an adult that you could drive their car and drive them around. No. <laughs> he, he finds like a child molester. Oh, he's like, no. Guys, he writes in again. He's like, I this took a hard left turn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't do that either. Like don't hop in any vans. No vans. No white vans. No it's a stereotype, but. <laughs> he's gonna meet a really pretty girl. She's gonna pull up on a white van. He's like, Amanda, warn me about this. Get away from me. Better safe than sorry. Run. And call 911 right. on a real note. All right, so let's go into question number two. You want me to read it again? Mm -hmm. All right. Do so well. Might as well. Fan question <laughs> one. You read them backwards, by the way. So my question is, how do you get out of the friend zone? Is it even possible to get out of the friend zone? Either way, I love you guys. I started doing more photo shoots because of you guys. Trying to get some cool content to show the world. Sincerely, David. Ooh, David, cool content. David, with the cool content. Wow. The friend zone, eh? Yeah. <laughs> you get out of that. The friend zone. Uh, dun, dun, dun. I don't know. That's. He's such a good friend. Friend, 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 friend. Or even worse than friend zone is brother zoned. He's like my brother, brother, brother. <laughs> <laughs> like my brother. <laughs> like, like I'm your brother. <laughs> Facts, it's on Wikipedia. Uh, it's so funny. Oh, uh, God. Mm -hmm. that you related. Guys are, you guys kind of look like you guys could be related. Uh, I know. We, we pulled this joke like, uh, was it a year ago? No, it's real life, Nick. Okay. This is what oh. we're going we with. We pulled this joke. No. <laughs> this is us but now. Can I hear the story? Like, even I am. I am the aunt of Max Chase. The story. We have the same dad. So you guys like on an interview or something? Say this. No, not even. No, it's our first interview about it. Yeah. <laughs> this just in. It's a, it's a so touchy confused. subject for us. Yeah, you know? we don't like to talk. We don't like to talk. So if I like you, look Google you guys it. up on Google, it'll say brother and sister. Yeah. Siblings, yeah. Oh, I want a brother and sister. Fake. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's pre pretty funny. We're probably the only ones uh, on Google that have been able to pull that off. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, I don't think anyone can just do that. I mean, it's a real thing. So. I don't even know how it happened. I like literally searched my name. And I'm like sibling Amanda. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> my sisters are like, oh wow. I'm not gonna complain about it. <laughs> Yeah, your, sister, I, yeah, your sister's like, I'm not even on there. What's going on? Yeah, I was like, I just, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. It is what it is. <laughs> all right, well, I want to hear, all right, so you met Maria. Mm -hmm. You met her how many years ago? Uh, almost 11 years ago. 11 years ago, and you met in Canada. Yes. And then this is when you were doing karate. Yeah. And then from there, you were like, modeling opportunity, I'm moving to Miami. Uh, yeah, I moved to, I moved around a bit. I went to Miami for a couple months, New York for a couple months. Uh, I, before Maria, I lived in Italy for a couple months. You know, the typical model BS where you got to kind of travel and build your book. So yeah, I, I did that for a little mm -hmm. um, while I was with her. And then finally decided that, you know, she was working in a hospital as a cardiovascular technologist. And mm -hmm. she didn't like her job. And I was like you're not doing this, like you don't like it, you're quitting. So mm -hmm. I made her quit her job. And um, this was about four years ago now. We packed up everything we had into our car and we drove to LA. Oh, together. Yeah. It's so cute. Was yeah. it hard for 
you guys stick to be together when you're like traveling with your modeling? Did she have trust issues, or were you guys? Just yeah, kind of you know, it, you know, human beings grow together, and you know, it's 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 normal for someone to have trust issues if you know you're ex you know I'm a, I'm on the other side of the world because she's in Canada, I'm in Miami or wherever, and you know I'm around all these beautiful girls. Mm -hmm. So I, I we obviously had moments where trust came into factor where because I'd be going out and partying and stuff like that mm -hmm. and uh, I, I don't blame her. at the time I would get frustrated because being like that young kid mm -hmm. not knowing about relationships being getting mad at her for not having why don't you trust me I, I, I'm not doing anything and so for me as you get older you realize that you know you've got to learn to communicate more and and that's the key to a relationship is when, when you communicate and you know you make little changes for whoever you're with and once you make those changes the, if, if you can do that and make them feel comfortable you know and make them secure that's the best thing you can do so at that time yeah it was hard when I would travel and uh, but for the most part she was very lucky a very strong supportive girlfriend because mm -hmm. a lot of girls would be like oh I don't want you going there yeah. And then they get mad at you or something like that. Mm -hmm. or, she gave you your yeah, freedom. She, yeah, she's like, go, go do what you need to do. She always helped me with like, pushing my career. And, um, yeah, because you, know, you guys kind of work together too, right? We do now. Um, she, you know, I, I kind of didn't have her on my social media for a bit because I felt that my whole shtick was the hot guy on Instagram and I didn't want to... Like in the way that I used to think, like Megan Fox was like she's still beautiful, but like when she was Transformers and I, yeah. at that time, if I was. If you saw her boyfriend, you'd be like, oh, well, she's taken. Well, no, it was like that. Like yeah. when I found out she had a boyfriend, the kind of like allure of like, oh, Megan Fox, I was just like she. I still found her beautiful and everything and mm -hmm. compelling and everything, but I was just like, no, that fantasy's kind of gone, so right. it kind of fizzled out. Isn't that what I always say? Mm -hmm. I don't post my boyfriend because it's like the male fantasy. Like guys have fantasies about. It's like I can't kill it. Yes, I don't want to kill it. But no, it, it, it's it's true. Um, so like I, I didn't do it for a while, and then I, funny enough, started posting her because I was like I just can't do this anymore because it's such a lie. Because I, I I'm in love with her and I I want to show my life because I like for me to be prancing around like I'm single just looks weird when I'm actually in a long term relationship. So. Funny enough, now my content does the, does the best is with her, mm -hmm. because people want to see the relationships are big on social media. People want to see that they you know they aspire to have a strong relationship. So my mm -hmm. top most liked photos now or videos are me with my baby or me with Maria, which yeah. is funny enough. My following has gone down, but my engagement's gone up. Mm -hmm. So I've obviously lost a bunch of people who only follow me for, like you said, the allure. And yeah, the, the, I'm getting to the point too where it's like. I don't really care if you only follow me for that. Don't Summer, follow whether me. you know it or not, it's out there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's but on no, all but it's, of these but I just like it to be. I like my. Yeah. I like my relationship to be private because right. people, girls are crazy. Girls say like, "Oh, there must be something really special about him if she's with him." I'm gonna try to get him. Like, I just don't even want to deal with like that. So. Mm. Yeah. No, it's true. But I thought the same things. Uh, and then when I first posted her, she got a lot of like messages from girls, like crazy girls, saying stupid shit. Um, but it fizzled out. It doesn't happen anymore. She gets a lot of support. She just started a blog. Um, so she's, you know, doing new things, and I'm helping her grow in that kind of field. So I don't know where my phone is. Oh, but. Oh, yes, of course. This is how you know you, like, you're finally a dad when you're pulling out the baby Aww, pictures. So yeah, cute. He's, uh, he has a full head of hair. He's a full head of hair. He's I know. Just... This is Summer's like favorite thing. Yeah, I love hairlines. Oh yeah. So, oh, yeah. And I love babies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I barely have a hairline. I have a three head. Most people have a forehead. 
and look oh, how close my hairline is in my eyebrow. Forehead. Super tiny forehead. Yeah, so super tiny forehead. Hopefully I, I go like a, a little. Head, so. Hopefully I lose a little Literally hair. Like this, we both look like we have like a ten head problem. Yeah, like, I, that's yeah. my joke. I have a three head. Um, so. <laughs> I have a three head. But yeah, when you have a baby, you'll be so. Uh, What's the thing that um, attracted you the most to Maria? Her heart. Yeah. Yeah. I've gone all over the world. I've met the most beautiful girls that you can imagine, and they all lacked something that I saw in Maria that I just loved. And whether it was like a small town feel or something, I just I, I loved that that part of her that I couldn't find. Even moving to Hollywood, like I met women that you know when I was a kid I had crushes on that I became friends with that I was just like, oh, if I told like 17 year old Nick that he'd be hanging out with so and so, he'd would have been like, what? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, uh, like, what? yeah, like I would have, but you know, it, it made me realize that, you know, I've been all over the world. I've met the people that I would assume that I would want to be with in a heartbeat and none of them have ever made me feel the way that Maria does. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm very lucky that I, I've been able to, because the truth is like, it's been 11 years and I've never rolled over and looked at her and been like, oh, I'm sick of you. Or like, I just want to mm. be away. Like, you know, sometimes you get That's sick of people. That's a great sign, yeah. Yeah, so I've never, I've never just not wanted to be around her where I've just been like, oh, I'm kind of sick of you. And, you know, I've lived with her. I've been around her. I've never been around anyone else as much mm. as I've been around her. And the fact that I've never gotten sick of her, been annoyed in any way, I'm just like, that is a great sign. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, it, it definitely it's her heart because the thing is you can find people who are financially well-off, successful, driven, whatever, um, but to me what it stems down to is heart because you can't teach someone to have a beautiful heart, mm -hmm. but you can teach someone to, you know, if they're not successful, to push for success, to change who they are in a business mindset or, they, or follow their passions. You can always, you know, help people realize those things, but I don't think you can teach someone how to have a great heart. Such a good point, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. And did you kind of learn that's, you know, what you wanted through experiencing those different type of relationships? Were you guys ever on and off or were you yeah, just... We had small moments where we were off mm -hmm. and, you know, when you're off, I would go out and realize even more why I didn't, you know, mm -hmm. like I'd go out and party and I'd be like, Again, you're like fishing in the wrong part of the ocean, but if you're going out to a club, because those are the type of people that you're going to want to meet anyway. Mm -hmm. But I, I knew because when I would have these short breaks, I'd feel like I just, I missed her. And I'm like, oh, I, I don't want to do anything else. So, yeah, it's yeah. We, kind of like when you know, you know. And I never really had that. Like, I was in love with my first girlfriend madly, and she kind of broke my heart. And... After that happened, I dated another girl that was before Maria, mm -hmm. that was like a filler girl, which I felt bad saying that, but it, at the end of the day, I didn't really like her. I was just yeah. trying to get over the first girl. Rebound. Uh, rebound girl, yeah. And I remember like watching The Notebook and being like, yeah, I want my first girl back. And then finally, <laughs> it, literally. With the, with the new girlfriend, you're like, uh, she's, she's like, like, what the fuck? <laughs> Are you really upset about the movie? Yeah. Uh, and then. I, no, I wasn't. I never watched it with my girlfriend. I watched it alone. Oh, uh, oh before you found the filler. Yeah. For, no. Well, I was with the filler. Oh, that's what I was saying. I thought he was watching it with the filler. Yeah. I, like oh. crying. Yeah, I was watching it while I was with the filler, but not actually. I with hope her. the filler oh, doesn't okay. watch this. She she would never watch it. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, but uh, then I met Maria, and funny enough, after I met Maria, a month into the relationship, the girl that broke my heart came back. 
and messaged me and said, so pretty much what happened is I was dating this girl for two years and I was like madly in love and then I was in college and she moved back and she started hanging out with a guy that said it was just a friend and I was like, hey, whatever. And then she's like, oh, he's ugly. Uh, it means nothing to me, yada, yada, yada. And then literally I moved back to be with her and she ghosts me. And you're going to laugh so hard at this because it, oh, well, it correlates to poor Nathan here. Uh, it was the guy with the car. I was broke at the time. I just finished college. I, I was opening my karate squad, no money. And because I, I couldn't pick her up, this guy yeah. picked her up in his car. And I was like, where are you? She's like, I'm out with this guy. And I'm like, I lost. I'm like, okay, we're over. So I ended it, but I was still madly in love. Did you get that feeling in your stomach? Oh, horrible like, feeling. Yeah, yeah. It, it, was, it was the first time I had my heart broken. And I was yeah. just like, it sucks. Like, I, I didn't know what to do. I was kind of depressed. And uh, she ended up getting engaged to this guy uh, like six months later. And like, she, I'm uh, glad you think he was ugly. But literally. She's so she, really excited about the car. I guess so. <laughs> the car must have been um, real pretty. So she, yeah. she married this dude nice and then car. a month into my relationship with Maria, she was like, um, hey, uh, it, the marriage was a flop. I, uh, You're like, well, I could have told you that. Uh, literally. And then <laughs> I was. By the that, car breakdown? Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but at that time I was. I was over her, and that, but it made me realize, like, if I was over her completely, which I was, because, mm -hmm. you know, like two years or a year of being like, I want her back, and then just like that, I'm like, no, so. Did it feel good, just being like, nope? Um, yes and no, because, like, I, I was so happy that I was in love and over her, but the, the, the Nick that was, like, six months before that, that was sitting on that couch watching The Notebook, visualizing her coming into my karate school and me being like, oh, my God, you, like, we should get back together. Like, that, all that BS, cheesy yeah. stuff. Uh, that Nick was like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And then I was like, dude, you're good. Like, yeah, you're good. It's so funny how, like, that works. Mm -hmm. when you the think, tables turn. Yeah, and you think your world is over, and then all of a sudden you just don't care anymore. Like, yeah. it just, time gets you to a point of where you just don't care yeah and then you could just literally like walk away and never look back you're like doo, 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 yeah. doo. It, it, it does hurt though <laughs> the, like I feel bad because I have a bunch of friends who like I'll see them opening up to someone first time and then I see them get hurt and then they go in downward spirals where they're like mm -hmm. they you know they, they don't like I had one friend who didn't treat women the same like he used to be like a gentleman open doors for him and do this and then the girl Did broke his heart doing it? He still is a gentleman, but I see that there's a side to him that isn't he closes as... closes the door sometimes. No, no. But isn't it forgive, as <laughs> forgiving like, anymore. It hits him in the face. Yeah. <laughs> he like slaps it in the face. But it's, it's crazy what a broken heart will do to people because like, yeah. I think everyone's been through this for the first time it happens. You don't fully give it, like, fully give it again for a while. Mm -hmm. It takes a while for you to like, open that door. You, need those you definitely close things off. Yeah. But, you know, looking back, would you have ever have had a filler in between? Or did that help you? <laughs> To be honest, it helped me. Mm. Uh, you got to sacrifice other depends, humans. Depends the type of person you are, though, right? Because yeah, like yeah. I, I'm weird in the way that I've always been in relationships. Like I don't think I've been single for more than three months since I was like 16 years old. Mm -hmm. Why is that? I don't know. I I, I don't know. I, I did. Then you've had dogs. I've had tons of dogs. <laughs> yeah, I, I like my mom worked at the animal hospitals growing up, so mm -hmm. I've literally I've never not had a dog mm -hmm. my entire life. Cats, dogs, raccoons, uh, squirrels, crows. I've like I've raised everything. Yeah. Um, but no, ever since I was 16, I had a 15. I had a girlfriend, and then I would be single for like a couple months, and then for some reason, the first girl that I kind of liked was just like boom. Okay, uh, we're dating all of a sudden, and yeah. So it just. I yeah. don't know what, what it is, because I'm, I'm like a hopeless romantic type guy where if, if I am single, uh, I 
try to go above and beyond with everything I do to make it special. And when I do that, usually mm, any girl's been kind of like swooned and been like, oh, wow, this guy's special. And then they hang on. And then on. you're locked up and you're like, ah. You're like, eh. oh, no. <laughs> Pretty much. You're like, you're like, okay, they just basically fall in love with me. Like, <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> Yeah, I was raised by my mom, so she was like, she taught me how to treat women, so. My dad uh, is, was a drug addict, yeah. so my mom raised me alone, and, you know, but I, I, I do like to talk about it because I want people to know who have parents who are drug addicts that it shouldn't affect you in a negative way. You shouldn't mm -hmm. be like, well, if he's a drug addict, I'm a drug addict, because like, you can go a negative way or a positive way, but it's actually taught me to learn from his mistakes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, he's, he's lost his teeth, he's got no hair, he's, you know, malnourished, like, I, I've seen the effect it has. He's literally screwed over every single person in his family. Um, and my grandmother, for one, who was my, one of my favorite people in the world, so this is why I, I chose not to talk to him. Mm -hmm. But it's one of those things where you look at what you do have rather than what you don't have. And mm -hmm. I'm so, I have almost no family that I talk to. I talk to my mom and my nana. and. I'm so thankful for those two people that it doesn't not bother me at all. Like, mm -hmm. I'm just so thankful that I have such an amazing, cool, perfect mom. Like, she's a little crazy, young at heart, but that's what makes her <laughs> That's how my mom is. No, it is. But that's the thing. It's like, instead of looking at what you don't have, look at what you do have. And I'm so thankful that I have a mom that raised me to believe I could do whatever I want. But the dad mm -hmm. thing was, uh, funny enough, I was a baby and she's caught him doing drugs and when I was a baby and she literally looked at him and said, okay, well, you're never seeing him again. And she took me and left. That's so crazy how like moms have that instinct too of yeah. like, after you have your baby, it's just like, all right, nothing else matters to me right now, but raising this baby yeah. <laughs> and like making sure this baby is safe and I will sacrifice anything to take care of this baby. Oh yeah, she knocked like, him out with a frying pan once. See, you got knocked him out oh, with well, a frying pan. I remember it vividly. Really? I was like, yeah, he was, uh, he was like, I think he was drinking or something and he's getting aggressive and she was just like, she's like, Nick, go to your room. And I'm like, what? And she's like, you don't want to see this. And I poked in my head in my room. I see her go, And he just fell. And what? she called the cops. She's like, come get him out of my house. She's <laughs> like, yeah. daddy has, oh my gosh. Yeah, my mom's a... Uh, is that a little traumatizing for you? Uh, no, because my mom is a strong woman and yeah. I, I really... <laughs> literally. <support>. Literally, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But like I... But, She's only five, like, she's five seven. She's not, like, buff or anything, mm -hmm. but she's just strong-minded. And yeah. if anyone messes with me... That's that adrenaline, too. She would kill someone. Superpowers. And, uh, like, for herself, if someone tried to be mean to her, she'd get a little angry. But if someone messed with me, mm -hmm. she would literally kill anyone. Mama bear. Yeah, that mama bear thing. And I, so for me, when I was a kid, I was used to it, where if anything happened to me, she would just go on to mama bear mode. I remember when I was in school one time... Um, <laughs> I, I was getting picked on when I was like in kindergarten or something and she pulled up and a kid had his hands around my neck as she pulled up. And bad she, timing? She, oh, bad time for this kid. Yeah. And this kid's only in like grade five. I think I'm in grade two. <laughs> she chased this kid down a football field. Whoa, 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 whoa. Picked him up off of his feet, put him against the fence. I wasn't there right here, but she told me, she's like, she said to this kid, if you even look at my kid the wrong way again, I will smear your face across this pavement. <laughs> Oh, and remember this was like the '90s, so she can get away with this stuff. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say if you do this now, your mom's in jail. Yeah. I think I know where you liked uh, like the gory, like <laughs> comedy from. Yeah. Um, so my mom. Know where you got it now? Yeah, she would. She would stick out for me. One other funny story. She sounds awesome. I got hit in the face in grade seven by a teacher. Uh, 
And I, at this time, I feel bad for her because we really cool. her. She was a French teacher substitute. They tried to hit me in the face. <laughs> hit me. And I was like shocked. So I went to the principal's office. And it was the one day my mom was picking me up at school. And my, there's portables here and the school here. And all of a sudden, my mom gets out of the car and sees at least 60 kids swarm her. And she's like, whoa, whoa. And they're like, the teacher hit Nick. The teacher hit Nick. And my mom goes, whoa. Yeah. What? Where is she? Where is she? <laughs> literally, where is she? Yeah. Runs to the principal's office dish, and dish, uh, dish, dish. literally <laughs> goes, goes literally goes to the principal. Where's this teacher? Because you better hope I don't find her in the parking lot. Because if I do, she is dead. And they're like, "Wait here, Miss Bateman. We'll get her. We'll get her. We'll get her." Bateman, hi. Uh, yeah. Ma'am. They're all they're like all scared of my mom at this point. CBDT. So they bring her in here, and my mom goes to her. She's like, "Do you have kids? Do you have kids?" And she's like, "Yeah." She's like. Why don't you bring them down here so I can smack them in the f-ing face? <laughs> <laughs> and then all my friends were holding my mom back, and they're like, <laughs> "Like no, Mrs. Bateman, no." Yeah. So literally, ever since then, <laughs> ever since then, my mom was like the cool mom. Uh, at, at all in elementary school, like, "How's your mom doing?" I'm like, "Good." They're like, tell, "Tell her to come in and kick the teacher's ass." I'm like, "No." She's good. So, <laughs> Nobody yeah, messed with Nick. She's off the block yeah. right now. Is that, and then did she put you in karate? Yep. Uh, I told her I wanted to be Ninja Turtle, and she put me in. Literally, and, yeah. Sometimes I didn't want it. Four years old. That's when I yeah. did it too. Yeah. But I only did it till I was 13. Yeah. And then I was like, all right, got but my respect, responsibility for everybody I meet. Okay, bye. It's typical, it's <laughs> typical for a girl to quit at 13 because yeah. it's, uh, it's when I've noticed when I owned a karate school, girls start caring more about being a girl. Yeah. And putting a karate uniform on and going, yeah, like yeah. it just is not sexy. So I just started <laughs> doing track and cross. Well, to me, I didn't look bad, but yeah, yeah. For, for young girls, it's just like, uh, well, my mom owns the karate school. I know. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Your I got to come check it out. Law, I should, I should, yeah. I mother, should come do mother, a Bo Staff step- seminar at your mom's. Oh, what would she be to you? Uh, your- she'd be my stepmom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, oh. Step G. <laughs> That's funny. Here, I'll show you guys a video of Chase. Okay, so this is another dad moment. Let's check this out. <laughs> you ever say da? Yeah. Good job. Say it one more time. Is that the first time? Yeah. Yeah? You got it on camera. Say it one more time. The best guys. <gasps> so close to saying it. Come on. He's got, he just got the da, but not. Oh, uh, so we, at least we got a da. Look how cute. He's so cute. Yeah. No, but he's just, he's always happy, always smiling. You know what you used to do, though, is show pictures of your dog. I know. Both of your dogs. And then now. Maybe they've been replaced. No, I spend so much time with them. Their biggest sucks, but I get so many messages from people on social media being like, you're a dick. You don't pay any attention to your dogs anymore. And I'm like, no, I do. I just don't post them. Like, I, I just obsess with my son. Like, my dogs sleep in my bed with me. My son doesn't. So, like, these dogs. Do your are... dogs feel different? Do you notice anything with them that they're um, like? Joey, the older dog. Is uh, always had only child syndrome, uh, so he just like we brought Kiva. He's already felt that way. Yeah, he's already felt that way, but yeah. he's just like he sees Chase and he's like whatever. But Kiva, mm. the younger uh, Yorkie, uh, loves him. Mm. It's usually the middle child that that, is that good loves with both. it. Yeah. yeah, but no, they're they're good dogs. They they they're awesome. I, I still I'm still obsessed with them. Mm-hmm. I love animals. I'll never get over it. Any new dogs? Are you gonna get a third dog? I th- I'm thinking about it. I really? Want, yeah. Because <laughs> I, I, I want to get a dog for Chase. Oh. I think when he's like 
two years old, I want to I want to find like a, a Frenchie or something like that for yeah. him, and I want to name it Django. Oh, that's cool. Um, but there goes that name. Bye. I, well, dogs <laughs> I don't care. Anyone can name the dog Django, but like a baby's yeah. important. But a dog's a dog, right? Yeah. Uh, like the names, like still Django, all you want, guys. I feel like you should wait until he's like. I don't know ages of babies, but when they start being able to do things. At, at two, <laughs> he'll be walking, he'll at, be talking. At, at three, can they be like taking care of things? Um, somewhat, yeah. So like, maybe like when they're three, go fill the water chase. Yeah. No, I, I got a cat for Easter when I was one. Yeah. And we named him Key because I couldn't say Kitty. Because I was like, Key, Key, Key. Mom's key. like, name's Key. Yeah. 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 Um, and I had him till I was 18. So I don't know how I took care of him when I was one, but I... It's, it's like, I feel like a bond, take maybe. care of him and then you can like slowly yeah. start taking but there, care of him. I like that there's that bond of, um, it's an unspoken bond. Like for me, I was... Oh, you can watch them communicate. Yeah. Like I, I would yeah. grab my cat and squeeze it. Oh. And we, yeah, which was not good because <laughs> I'm a... Yeah, but I didn't know better as a baby. But no, of course. what I found that I loved is this cat would like let me squeeze him mm-hmm. and then sit down and just like sit next to me and just relax which is rare most cats would be like either scratched to get away he loved me so much that like he would let me do whatever i could squeeze my cat and he'd just be like oh, i love you whatever man yeah. so i like that so kind of built bond from the beginning so yeah. yeah did your perspective on life kind of change after you had chase not really just because or your priorities obviously change a little bit. No, they change, but since growing up the way I did, my mom always made me the priority mm-hmm. more than herself. So even before I had a kid, I knew that I was going to be like that. So it's not like I was like, oh, all about myself, and I had my kid, that I was just like, mm-hmm. I, I, everything I've done in my life, I've kind of planned. I'm like, I, I want to get a house, then I want to get a kid, then I want this. You or did that. it just like that? Yeah, I, everything I wanted, I've done, um, which anyone can do. You just have to, you know, believe it and then work hard to get what you want. And mm-hmm. it's the same word I keep using is about repetition. If you repetitiously practice successful things throughout the day and you do that all the time, to, to fail is hard. Mm-hmm. You just have to do it. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. the hard part is doing that repetition, successful things every single day. Mm-hmm. But so, but discipline. That's literally what it is. It's discipline. It's self-love. If you can love yourself enough to discipline yourself into doing stuff that will put you in the right place to be successful, you'll be successful. Mm-hmm. So. Preach. But yeah. yeah. Preach. Preach. Yeah. Yeah. Well, going back to the marriage thing, because yep. you said you kind of planned everything leading up to that. Mm-hmm. Was it in your plan to have a baby first? And then marriage? Yeah, um, just because I'm like I grew up uh, Catholic and all that stuff. And then I, as I grew up, I realized I wasn't religious. Mm-hmm. I, I respect uh, people who are religious in their yeah. beliefs, but I ended up finding myself more spiritual into like you know energy. I carry energy stones with me, this type of thing. Yeah. Um, so the marriage didn't really wasn't something I was putting as a priority. I was doing it more of a celebration with my friends and family to and you know and my fiance and I know as a woman I, I think a woman deserve if, they, if she wants it like a really cool awesome wedding it's a special mm. moment uh, but to me it doesn't really have anything to do with religion when I think of a wedding so yeah. when I think of a child that to me is so much more important than a wedding so, so you didn't care I didn't really care yeah. I just wanted I wanted a house so I could have a proper house for my child and then as far as the wedding went I wanted to wait till the right moment and I ended up proposing on our 10 year anniversary 
on the in Burlington in her hometown, uh, literally where I took her on our first, not where we first, uh, like our first official date. Because mm-hmm. the first time I met her was that like Skipping Rocks thing. Yeah. Which was like, hey, let's hang out. But the like first Hutchin, official date. What did you say it was called? Uh, it was called Hutch's, but the place I took her was called Easterbrook's. Oh. It was a hot dog and ice cream place as well, because that's all I could afford. They're so cheap. Yeah. Um, and then there was a nature walk where I grew up, and I took her down where this is elevated wooden path, and it's above all this like forest area, and there's chipmunks, mm. and it just looks magical. So when I was broke, I'm like, oh, let's go on a nature walk, because it's all I could really afford to do. So, so you guys improvise. Like, even if you don't have money or a car. Well, to, to be mm. honest, I, I think all women can agree that um, it's the little things yeah. that make the biggest difference. If you write a thoughtful card over giving a girl like... Well, it depends what type of girl you are. The type of girl that I would want to be with is the type of girl that would like little genuine things that mean something. Like, when mm. I proposed to her, I took her on a baby moon to Monaco, Paris, um, Venice. And you'd assume that's where you'd... Uh, propose to someone and I purposely didn't because I'm like that's cheesy like that's mm-hmm. where I, all guys would propose so yeah. instead I tricked her and I said we're going back to Burlington for your dad's surprise birthday yeah. party he doesn't know but he knew that we were coming back just so I could propose to her and I took her to that exact spot and I took so I took her to that spot on July 17th 10 years to the day wow. so I took her down to the spot I told her look out I'm like oh isn't it a beautiful day and then I turned around got on my knee and did she cry I cried. <laughs> yeah, uh, we both cried. Um, but uh, no, it was just special because it was a little thing. It was a memory yeah. of 10 years to the day where we met that had nothing to do with materialism or yeah. anything that cost money. It was just like a special, cute hometown moment. So for me, I'm like, that's... Did you have a photographer in the bush no. to capture the moment? No, I was so... Like, she's mad that I didn't, but I wanted it to... Ghost. <laughs> yeah, but I wanted it to go so smoothly and to be such a surprise. I was like chilling in my. She's like, "Why is that guy in the bush?" Over yeah, yeah. She like smacks him. Yeah. Uh, but no, I wanted it to be such a surprise that I chilled in my like um, sweatpants and PJs. And on the day, she's like, "What do you want to do today?" And I act like I wasn't like into the day. I'm like, "I don't know, whatever you want to do." Mm. And she's like, uh, "I'm like, oh," and I just like, "Why don't we go to like Easterbrook's, like, you know, where we used to go back in the day?" And she'd be like, "Okay, I guess that'd be cool." So I didn't get dressed up or anything. I just Imagine wore... she's like, no, I hate that boy. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? I'd be like, like I, hate that I would have been like, uh, let's take this ring back. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Not happening. You don't like Easterbrook? Brooks? Um, but it, it played in my lap so funnily because after we left, we were driving past the walkway and I was planning on taking her, but I never said anything. And she goes, oh my God, remember we used to walk down there? And I stopped and went, oh, it's a great idea. We should go for a walk. We oh, got nothing perfect. to do. Yeah, so it was... It's so, seamless. It's seamless. I was yeah. like... Yeah, so lucky. But you were ready for improvisation. Yeah, I was ready to improv if things went south, but yeah, (laughs) she had no clue. So it's it's fun. But I think the little things are what girls should look for. And you get, and in school, like, when did you guys meet each other's family? Um, How long into the relationship? I met her family almost right away because (laughs) I was broke and her dad would always cook food and she'd always be like, oh, come pick me up at my house. And I'd like raid her fridge and her dad was like, Nick, he ate all the food in the fridge again. And I was just like, so I remember every time I would go over to her house, her dad would give me a hard time because I don't think he at the time respected me because... You ate his food. Not only did I ate his food, but like I, I wasn't making any money. And, you know, and eating his food. And eating his food. <laughs> yeah. and he's like this little leech. He's, he's like, who's this little wanker at my you know, <laughs> house with my dad? And I didn't have a car either. So <laughs> she's like driving me everywhere. I've got no money. I'm eating his food. He's like, who is this jackass? Uh, yeah, so, but well, I met him right away and I, you know, it took a, a while for him to, to like me because 
as it transferred into social media, no one believed in this. At the mm -hmm. beginning. Every single like actual hardworking human being was like, this is a fad, nothing will come of this. And I'm like, no, this is going to be big money someday. Mm -hmm. And he's like, no, no, no. I'm like, wait, and then, it, you know. Voila. It, it, voila. And now he's like working for Uber. <laughs> <laughs> he's well, like, Damn. you know what's like, um, what's really cool about that though, mm -hmm. is that you were able to meet them when you were not at like your high, yeah. you know? Like you were still needed in a car, like you still weren't making money with mm -hmm. the karate school mm -hmm. trying to figure that out. Yeah. And then you were able to find your way and then still have those people that supported you even at your low. Like you, sometimes, a lot of times it's the reverse. Yeah. Like they get you at your high and then when you get to your low, it's They're like, gone. bye. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. The thing about your fiance is that she knew you before you were anything, when you when she was driving you around so you know it's real. Exactly, yeah. yeah. She, she knew me when I was, yeah. Right shaved, in her shaved face, mm -hmm. literally. I lived at my karate school. Yeah. So when she visited me, I had a little room in my karate school with a cot, and I lived at my karate school, and I was the only one working there. And my overhead—I don't even know how I did this. My overhead was four thousand a month, mm -hmm. and I was—I only had a hundred students, and that was enough to just pay the bills. So I, I paid my four thousand of all my overhead, mm -hmm. and then I hustled as hard as I could to make it again. And I was just like scraping by. I didn't even have money to eat. I literally lived on Wen Wendy's. You know those like dollar twenty five cheeseburgers. Yeah. There's a Wendy's down the street. Mm -hmm. I ate Wendy's and Mr. Noodles. That's another issue too. Is yeah. like, why does cheap food have to be unhealthy? Like, ugh. Does, does it cost anything yeah. to make yeah. it? Yeah. Well, it's like I feel like it goes through such a process, and then, but I feel like they can make healthy food less expensive, so the public can actually be healthy too. But I, I wish. In a perfect world. Yeah. In a perfect Amanda. world. That's your, you start a fast yeah. food chain. <laughs> Where she, she's fast, like, damn it, I should have like never clean. said that. She's like broke trying to fucking like make, because she's using all her money. Sustainable so food. Because it's expensive. You go to the grocery store and get healthy food, it's like, like your bills, like you get hardly as much food. Yeah. You go and get shit food, you can get like a whole cart filled for I like know. half the amount. It's so stupid. Yeah, you, I remember the first time I moved to LA and I went to Whole Foods or something like that. And then I ordered, I got like six items and they're like, that'll be $80. And I'm like, Oh, I hate cool, Whole Foods cool. for that. Cool. As you back out. I was like, Have you guys oh. been to Air One? Yes. That one's even worse. Yeah. I'm like, I bought like vitamins and they have like good food. Yeah. You can like go and like buy their food. Yeah. Like already it's made food that you can take. But it's so Literally, good. it's it really was like good. 60 <laughs> bucks. I got like some food in a bottle of vitamins. I was like, and it yeah. wasn't even an expensive bottle of vitamins. It's literally like airport prices or movie theater prices. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, yeah. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. It's like an experience. Yeah, like $7 for Welcome a bottle of water. You're like, no, this yeah. food was like 40 bucks. I was like, oh my God, what weighing <laughs> system do you have here? So how, like going back to your relationship, mm -hmm. right? Um, would you say it ever gets complicated with friendships? Like, do you ever get jealous if she has a friend that's a male or like? Uh, no. Uh, I was like, like asking everybody. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the only thing that I ever took from my dad, funny enough, is he had this saying that he told my mom, um, if they can get you, they can have you. And it's kind of mean sounding, but I've lived by that where if a guy can get my girl, he can have her. Mm. Um, so within that, I, but the thing is, in a relationship, a good healthy relationship, you want your girlfriend or a girl or the boyfriend to have friends and have a life outside of you. Mm -hmm. That's healthy. And if you truly love them, you should support them in that. 
you know, for me, if say Maria wants to go out and party with her girlfriends in West Hollywood, go to a, an after party in the hills till 6 a.m., I really don't give a shit. I want her to do that because mm -hmm. I love her and I want her to experience those things. And she, I feel like she's less likely to do things with that freedom too. You <laughs> well, know? I, I would hope so. Well, that's yeah. the thing. I, I think also too, it, it's exactly that. When you tell someone not to do something that they're not doing, they're yeah. like, what the hell? If, if I'm, why am I getting charged for robbing the bank and I'm not even robbing the bank, I might as well rob the bank. Yeah. Um, so I just think that you should, in a relationship, support people to do what they want to do. And if someone's trying to hinder you from doing something or making friends, I think that also shows insecurity, which is unattractive. Mm -hmm. Because if you're strong enough and confident with yourself, you know you're better suited for that person than anyone out there. So let them go out. They're going to come back. I and think it, that's why you guys lasted so long, too. Yeah. Like, and will continue to do so is mm -hmm. because you have that understanding and that respect and that trust. So. Mm -hmm. That's, that's literally all it comes down to. Like I remember at times when I would go out, there'd be a little frustration on her side. And then I realized it's simple as making sure I check in and mm -hmm. text and, you know, do little, little things, like I said, mm -hmm. and it makes the biggest difference. And when I started making that a habit of making sure I updated, sometimes I'd go out and drink and party and forget to text her. And now when she wouldn't hear from me and she'd be like, how's she supposed to know what's going on? Right. So I learned real quick that if you... I, I tell her that she doesn't want to know. Like if mm -hmm. I'm out with my guy friends and we're in a hotel room and there's a girl in the other bed with my friend mm -hmm. and he's having sex with her, I'll be like, there's a girl in our room having sex with my friend over mm -hmm. there. And she, even girls don't want to hear that. It yeah. would make them uncomfortable. I'd rather her know everything. Like I show her yeah. group chats with my guy friends yeah. of shit she probably shouldn't know, but I want her to know the, the, the dirtiest stuff so she feels comfortable. She's like part of the team. So it's like... Yeah, she's at the end of the day, at the end of the day, she's your best friend yeah and then so she's like your bro too yeah at the same time like and then she doesn't feel like she needs to do the investigating because yeah. you're already showing her exactly you don't want to turn on the investigation it's, part I think, of a girl's mind no it's like Some don't dream. even turn that on yeah no. and, and eyes a, light up another thing that we do too that i i'm you need my sound effects today that was awesome. i don't know what's going know, on really good. I, think I, my, I think it's my i think it's my tea yeah we spiked it yeah but another thing i Thank like you. to do with her is um <laughs> we, do like, we'll check out and appreciate people together like if we people watch so like you know, if some guy relationships, if a guy like checks their girl's ass, we'd be like, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. Like, I'll point out girls' asses to, to Maria. <laughs> like, if a girl says she's wearing like, those ripped jeans with ass cheeks hanging yeah. out, I'd be like, Maria, look at her ass. And she'd be like, oh, haha, we'd laugh at it together, look at it together. If, like, yeah. there's a guy with a nice ass, he'd be like, look at his ass. Yeah. So, like, it's cool that we're at a place where we can people watch and yeah. appreciate other people's beauty. And I guess you're being honest, like, upfront about it, too, instead of just thinking to yourself and then thinking, oh, I don't want to say that because I don't want to make her upset. It's like going through that whole thought process. It's like, yeah. hey, she looks great. And then But I think the brutally on. honest, it, it, like, appreciates yeah. it, you know what I mean? Because, like, again, I can appreciate a good-looking guy. Like, if I see a good-looking guy, I'll point it out to her. Yeah. Even if she doesn't see it, I'd be like, yo, that's a good-looking dude. She'd be yeah. like, oh, my God, he is hot. Yeah. And What do you think about Johannes? Oh, well, great-looking guy, obviously. <laughs> yeah. I get all happy. I, I, I've been, I've been, I, I've been, been like, I've been low-key liking his pictures for the last little bit, and I haven't met him, so I was like, I'm excited to meet him. But... Uh, <laughs> No, I, ever since I saw you guys start a relationship, I've been super happy because even before you guys were together, I would see him in your videos and stuff like that. And you can 
just see how genuine of a person he is. Some people, when you see how they talk and act and speak, uh, you can just see if, who's got a good heart. And mm -hmm. I'm happy for you because I can see probably out of a lot of the people that I've seen, like I, I'm sure all, all these people are nice and I haven't met them all, but a lot of the people I saw in your content, he was probably one of the best people with like a heart that I saw. Yeah. So I, I, I really like that. I'm happy that you found him. He's going to be so happy when I tell him this. Yeah. Oh, he's not here? <laughs> no. Yeah, he oh, dipped out. Like, so. Bye. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Nick, nice for coming and doing you. this, like and hanging thank out you. always. Yeah, so fun. Make Good sure talks. you guys check out Nick's profiles. He's on Instagram. All you're gonna see is babies, so be warned. Yeah, get excited. And a rare shirtless pic. And we'll put links to all the stuff that he's working on down below in the description too. So just keep updated with him. And my brother and I, aka Nick, <laughs> or aka Simula. brother, half brother. Yeah. Make sure to listen to our podcast on the go on Spotify, Apple Play, all that good stuff. And we're working on some things together too yeah. that we will tell you about. Also, game changers. We'll show Game changers. Well, yeah. I'll Did fill she you show in. Oh my god, I didn't show you in yet. No, not oh, okay. yet. Yeah, we can show her after. But we love you guys so much. Make sure to send in your messages to diary at ohoneydiary.com. And yeah, we love you. Uh -huh. Check out our Instagram too. <laughs> oh, oh honey I know diary. We never say that. Yeah, it's the first time. Oh, oh honey diary. I'm pretty sure they all follow you guys. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Well, what about our, our podcast page? Is what we're talking oh, about. Oh, oh yeah. honey diary. Yeah. We need okay. some. We got multiple. <laughs> love you guys. Love you guys. Yeah. Bye. Oh, oh honey. honey. Oh honey. <laughs>